season's greetings. This is another episode, episode 35 of Forgotten Cello Music. Merry Christmas very soon. Well, this episode is going to be mostly about country dances that I have found in the Broderip and Wilkinson cello treaties of approximately 1780. Well, never mind. The genre actually fits quite well with the Christmas spirit. It's very, uh, it's a very happy and festive time. The music is uplifting and uh, kind of bounces along, as you would expect from a good old-fashioned country dance. You know, there's plenty of good-spirited dances out there these days, I'm sure, and probably some in an old-fashioned way, though I think it probably fits right in. It made me think a little bit, though, as I was preparing this over the last couple of weeks. You know, as a musician, busking is something that happens a lot, especially in the bigger cities uh, during Christmas time, even though it's cold, just as it does in the summer. It's a way that we musicians get out, play, perform, and enjoy the company of others as we're doing that. And of course, you know, the case or a jar is out there for tips for those that are blessed with extra cash and would love to donate a little bit to the musicians. All of this online business here, the podcasts and the videos, it's really online busking. So what I've done in the description of this podcast episode and in all of my videos over at YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook is placing my paypal.me link, and it's paypal.me forward slash traveling cello. And as I said, it's in the description in all the videos in this episode, and it would simply be amazing to get a dollar tip here or even a five dollar tip there. Well, the numbers are climbing a little bit in my podcast. Uh, there was a really massive spike in a span of about two or three days, over 500 listeners, and uh, really appreciate your views. One friend of mine, and a listener as well, sent me a message on a post I made and said that it, it's probably spam bots and uh, I was a little disappointed but she's probably right regardless uh, you know maybe it will bring about some good exposure who knows you know this work uh, of producing a podcast is actually quite fun for me I really enjoy it and again I really do think of myself as an online busker in many ways Yes, I do uh, many takes, and I edit, and I try to make it sound as good as possible with the equipment and the space that I have. That's why I've decided to place that paypal.me link in my videos, because tips are coming from your heart, really. They're coming from your desire to reward me for the effort, the practice, and the beauty that I'm presenting. So any tips would be very appreciated. Regardless, please continue to enjoy listening to the podcast, share it with your friends, like and comment. I would really like to see uh, some comments and likes. 
And in case you haven't noticed, there are questions that I post. You can answer them directly in Spotify or if you go to anchor.fm. Now, on to the episode. It's all about the musical selections at the end of the treaties by Broderip and Wilkinson. What were the cello students learning back in the late 1700s, early 1800s? This cello treatise by Broderip and Wilkinson has 25 musical selections after those scales and easy lessons for first practice that I've already done episodes on. There are duets and solos. They come from operas, oratorios. There are a lot of country dances, reels, and marches too. Upon first look, it may not seem all that interesting, you know, maybe not worth the time. And I initially thought, well, to me, this is quite interesting because I've always been intrigued by um, neglected or underplayed or languishing, undiscovered music. Digging a little deeper came, of course, as a reminder, because my cello needed some serious upkeep, maintenance. It just went on from there. I searched for a number of pieces that I thought were traditional tunes, so I put in the name of the title, and lo and behold, there came up some results. I I do ask the question to myself, has anything changed in 240 years of teaching cello? And before I answer that, when I did the searches for the tunes uh, for the country dances and the reels, I, I, I went to look up the definition of a country dance and a reel because I didn't really know what it meant. I'm not a folk musician. I'm a trained classical musician. So uh, even though I've heard it all my life, I just wanted to know more specifically. And Baker's Dictionary of Musical Terms from 1905 says that a country dance is a dance in which the partners from two opposing lines, which advance and retreat, the couples also dancing down the lines and returning to their places. And times vary, uh, some tunes in 2-4, others in 3-4. This is the essential thing for the strains to be in phrases of four or eight measures. That way it accompanies the several evolutions. So, has anything changed in 240 years? When I survey the many methods, method books that are out there for beginners learning cello, um, in a way, the musical selections haven't changed a whole lot. We still take things from operas. We take things from straight-up classical pieces or educational classical pieces like Bach wrote. Um, uh, The styles seem to still be the same. There's lots of folk music in in beginner books. I mean, look at Suzuki, Sassman's House, and even school related methods like essential elements for school 
orchestras or st string groups. These are the methods that I'm really most familiar with. I've started to look a little bit more afield with like Oxford cello time and Superstar cello, and they look very interesting. Um, I'll probably incorporate and have done some incorporation of those methods, but it's really the same. They, they use lots of traditional tunes. I mean, um, it makes sense because we're familiar with those. We hear them from early on. So all of these methods, they start with absolute beginners in mind, and they really start from square one with, with very slow progression, generally speaking. This is the biggest difference, in my opinion. They, the old treaties by Broderick and R Wilkinson does not progress slowly. In fact, it kind of jumps into some rather complicated music. And I think if you've been listening and watching carefully, you can see and hear that. Now, specifically about the musical selections that I have chosen, some of these are country dances, some are reels, and uh, a couple are marches. Most of the selections that are being that you are hearing, most of the selections that you are hearing in the background are going to be in duet form. Even some of those duets I have arranged myself because they were solos in the treaties. So you will be hearing a new march marked Maestoso, um, dances, the Theodore, the Storis, the Madrigal. Um, You'll also be, oh, and the Haydn. You'll also be hearing Foot's Minuet. That is what I got around to recording and because I really want to get this out before the weekend. So my focus is really on the dances, the country dances. Interestingly enough, in my search, I found that there was a collection in IMSLP that has a number of these country dances. In fact, this collection is called Joseph Dale's Selections of Favorite Country Dances and Reels, etc. And the website that I found that directed me there was called Tune Archive, and it's a wiki. So it's got traditional tunes in it, even transcribes them into really clean editions. Uh, it's fantastic. And so it actually referenced Joseph Dale's selections. I found that this collection has uh, 24 traditional tunes total. And the tunes that overlap are the Storis, the Haydn, the Theodore, Peggy Perkins, and La Belle Catherine. On the cover, on the title page, it says that this collection contains every popular country dance and reel in use. Uh, it's a really fantastic collection, and it's for duet or for uh, keyboard instrument. And so I took the, the lower line 
and either played it straight through the way they marked it and sometimes I had to transpose it because it's in a different key. And sometimes I just kind of made up my own based on the progression. Now digging deeper into the selections that Broderip and Wilkinson made and maybe Cervetto? I don't know for sure. Are they really fit for a beginner? And I ask this because of the range of techniques employed. What they employed or what they, they expected a cellist student to use seems rather stretched out. Like they, they expect the student to either stay very long in those introductory exercises or they just expect them to learn very fast. <laughs> because uh, in my experience of teaching, they're really unplayable by beginners, uh, unless that it's a beginner that just has some amazing practice habits and practices all the time with some sort of uh, natural ability to take it all in. So Broderup and Wilkinson they employ more techniques and combinations thereof than in modern methods. So you've got lots of string crossings. They include slurs. The key signatures vary greatly and are rather interesting because you have to employ extensions and then shifting and trills to boot. It's a lot to ask for a beginner, and the way that people teach nowadays is you go very gradually from technique to technique and uh, get whatever you've introduced, you get it uh, more um, solidified before introducing a new technique. Or if you, if you like, introduce a less demanding technique. In regards to the music specifically, there is an awful lot of shifting into second position, and at times in very awkward positions, uh, musical positions that is, in the phrase. So it could be on fast notes where you're shifting. And that's asking a lot for a beginner. They generally cannot keep their hands in proper or useful shape, useful form for doing those kind of advanced techniques. I mean, the idea in modern methods and modern teaching really is that you develop a good habit from the beginning and while you're practicing it and solidifying it in your long-term memory, this carries the student throughout the learning process. So once it's learned well, it just carries on through. Here, now, I'm going to, at this juncture, play one of the dances. This is called the Theodore. And I did a little uh, kind of side study within this episode on this Theodore. Thank you. 
looked up Dale's transcription, it's in F major. So it would be either very high if we played it in F major on the cello or very low and quite muddy. So it's in a, you know, it's in a really good range. I have no qualms about the range. my own transcription in C major just to see what it would feel like, what it would sound like. And for my money, the C major is much better for a beginner. that I've played it and then maybe you already heard it in the D major it sounds bright and happy but there's one strange shift well it is for a beginner that I would rather just avoid altogether and in the middle of it you hear this chromatic climb which is not so easy it's fast it's chromatic there's slurs so you're going like down up down up down up or down up up down up up or whatever i mean it's very advanced technique yeah, however you want to slice it and then mine is in c major with yes some extensions because of the chromaticism in there uh, you can't get away from that unless you arrange it and just take out the chromaticism in which case you might argue it doesn't sound like the theodore anymore but hey it's for beginners so why am i interested in this treatise anyway well it's really just because of the cello repairs I had done, I ended up becoming interested in it. Uh, I was looking for something else that I could do, and I started making a fair copy of it. Um, I entered the entire written portion into uh, a word processor, and then I thought, well, it'd be interesting to get the music, and I've almost finished entering the music into my program and that was that uh, after the new year I do plan on going back to the violoncello and its history by Joseph Vasilevsky and picking up where I left off so it should be in the German speaking world I did the Italians and now Germans 
uh, the French, and the English. And this will all be in the 18th century. Not only that, the treaties that I am currently doing by Broderip and Wilkinson, um, it's very interesting to discover the, the actual sources of the music that they were using. I mean, it's not even labeled as folk music, but I'm sure they must have known back then. It, it was all um, popular music in those days, as far as I know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, it's, folk music is interesting. I've, I've always liked it. I've just never studied it formally. So here are four specific reasons that I stayed with the treaties. Really, number one, to satisfy a long-held desire to identify the provenance of all those folk songs, like starting with the Suzuki, and now, of course, with the this method, or this treaties. And number two, to produce a fair copy and finish the treaties in its entirety so that I have my own publication, basically. Number three, to give credit to the genre of folk music or traditional music and find uh, so you can you, you know which countries or which areas of which country they're coming from and number four I just like folk music I think it sounds fun interesting uh, and I've dabbled in it uh, in the past few years well that brings us to the end of this episode really um, as a reminder, I will be getting back to the violoncello and its history. And I've recorded quite a lot of Christmas music, or it feels like I've recorded a lot. It's taken me a long time to get things er, finished up and edited. So I hope to be uploading at least a little bit of Christmas music. And just for fun, I'm going to include at least one piece in this episode. Thank you very much for listening, for commenting, and please do like and comment where you can. Go to my blog at WordPress and like and comment there. It'd be fun to have some conversations online. I wish everybody a very Merry Christmas season. It is now time to play some of my absolute favorite music. Christmas music is always good. I love Christmas carols. Um, so far, I have recorded Away in a Manger, and I've even done that with my daughter and my wife. I've recorded Oh Holy Night, Carol of the Bells, and if there's anything else that you might want to hear, type it in the comments, and I'd be happy to at least try to squeeze it in if I can. So please, this is my busking when you are able to uh, send me a tip, send me some support, I will have that paypal.me forward slash traveling cello link where you can go and send a tip to me for all of the busking that I am doing. Thanks so much for listening and remember to play more forgotten cello music and some Christmas carols. Merry Christmas, everyone.